Welcome to another edition of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure you also head over to Discord. That is our live chat channel where you can hang out over at herlittlesons.com slash Discord. We're over on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash herlittlesons. And of course, you can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com. Shane! How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, my first week back at work, so you know how that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I've. I have this entire week off, so it's going. Nice. It's going to be something when I walk back into work next week. Yeah, yeah. We were coming. Off, I'm coming off of you know, like almost two and a half weeks, and uh, the wife now is coming off of three weeks. So we're just we we hate our lives a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those things. It, it is what it is. No, I totally understand. I think when I got married. If I remember right, we took almost like two, three weeks off. So it was, mm-hmm. I was not ready to, to go back nope. into the real world after that, to say the least. Not fun. Okay. Well, uh, again, welcome back. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the last episode where we took a step back and, and really took a look at, at really five years of history of Shane and I doing the show how our thoughts have changed and, and how we feel about the program. Now it's time to go ahead and accelerate into the future. And we touched on this a little bit in last week's episode. And I think it's, I said it's worth its own episode. So you know what? Let's go ahead and open up the can of worms. That is the name, image, and likeness stuff that is is popping out. And it, which is, it's only a matter of time. Shane and I were talking pre-show and... I, and we were just so surprised when we kind of look at it in the rearview mirror, Shane, of, of how fast this has all developed all of a sudden within the past couple of years. I mean, it's it's gotten like exponentially faster, almost like as, as you approach the speed of light, how, how it, it speeds up the closer you get. It's like now that it's here, it feels like like it's just breaking the sound barrier. It took a long time to get to this point, but now you're getting the all the schools are trying to not all schools, but many schools are trying to like catch each other. And it's starting to feel a lot more like a race than it than it felt like this this approaching meteorite or something. It's just this like. Now, now it's just a blur. It's it's going so it's so much faster than I ever expected. Yeah, and and to Shane's point, I'm putting stuff together for the Friday roundup, which which you can find by the way over on my Patreon. If if that was one of your your digs, go ahead. A little <laughs> free plug there. If you're in there, it's just a dollar a month. Go ahead. Patreon.com slash NDTex. Uh, but anyway, I am looking in there, and, and we are going to focus a lot on Notre Dame, but we do need to step back and take the big picture. Because mm-hmm. as I, as Shane said, and I'm looking through stuff, and just this week alone, you have Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, and Nebraska announcing some version of, come here, we're going to let you cash in on name, image, and likeness. When it happens, not that you can come here and go ahead and do the thing. It's that, right. look, we are preparing. Ready. 
And and if you get here, you know, it, it's kind of it, it's very much unpaid internship type energy right now, <laughs> which which is hilarious considering, you know, they're not getting compensated beyond the scholarship anyway. But uh, everybody is trying to get their foot into the door and you don't want to be the last one that has a plan publicly, especially publicly announced because it's it's part of the recruiting game now. Yeah, it's essentially now it's it's this it's not it's it's kind of like that uh it's like a no stakes bet from these schools where it's like they can they can now essentially say we have the product and the the structure in place to receive your interests when the door is opened to you. But right now what we have is like you, you you can't see we didn't put a door up it's it's behind this wall we promised it's there you know and the second they ask us to install a door we will. You know, but right now it's it's in there. Just you have to trust us. We've got it going on. You can hear the building. You hear that jackhammer. That's working, happening. Um, but it's just yeah, exactly this. Like you said, it's now having this this thing. This funny, funnily enough, branded branding of a thing. Having that in in place is gonna become a slight edge in terms of recruiting because you know because the, the 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 awareness this is getting now all of a sudden. Yeah, it's the awareness. You got legislation that is already passed in Florida. So Florida athletes, as of, if I remember correctly, this season is when it actually goes active. They can start, you know, cashing in on their name, image, and likeness. And and Florida State has a program. I'm sure Florida, if they already haven't announced it, will. Same with UCF. I mean, you're going to be behind the eight ball. The U has an eight ball, you know, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) How have I I not heard the U having, like, running with this, like, Mm -hmm. to to the nines right now? The name, image, and likeness jewelry store downtown downtown (laughs) miami come get your face on a necklace you can wear during the game yeah every everybody's gonna have their custom chains on the sidelines but hell yes uh, so that's happening you have federal legislation that at least so so basically another step back the ncaa got their asses handed to them by the supreme court when they were basically Mm -hmm. in an antitrust lawsuit where you had a lot of people on both sides of the aisle basically saying really you guys do this like nobody gets what nobody's getting paid how much are y'all getting paid how much is uh all the coaches getting paid like it, basically it was fun on the twitter sphere to see that happening and, oh, and yeah. of course nothing came of it um but you, you could tell the ncaa strategy was very much was like hey look look we we understand that you may have complaints so therefore you tell us what we need to do you know, you, so, so you give us the legislation. So the legislation, at least right now, you have uh, two senators, Chris Murphy, Democrat out of Connecticut, and one Bernie Sanders. Bernardo Sanders. They have uh, at least penned the College Athlete Right to Organize Act, uh, which you may see abbreviated as CARO. Uh, if you subscribe to Matt Brown's Extra Points, even the, the free side of the newsletter, he's been covering this. Uh, mm-hmm. I took a look at this and, and really the, the idea is that they, they want college athletes not just to be treated like employees, but to actually have the designation allow mm-hmm. them to to organize. Or in other words, they can form a union. However, when you dig into the details, Shane, this very much looks like what you if, if you have a class that like demands an outline for like a thesis or your major project th- this has a look of let's get these things in place but there's no meat behind it but you can yeah. at least bullshit your way through the first part of the grade so you can move on to the next step that's very much what this feels like right now yeah this very much has just get the b get to your conclusion call it a day on this year energy to this final essay it's a lot of um 
a lot of like umbrella references and not a lot of, you know, sub sub information. So talking about like amendments to the National Labor Relations Act, like just, hey, let's amend it. They, they didn't really say exactly how we should amend it. We should just say like, let's let's include things like grant and aid and compensation, like the, the obvious parts, but nothing. They're not really. And it's not. And I'm talking. I'm not talking like this is one section of page, blah, 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 of chapter, blah, blah, blah. This is a two page document, really a one and a half page document yeah. <laughs> with a total of like eight bullet points you know they hit on the NL- nlra nlrb um facilitation of like bargaining units and prohibiting of such and such agreements or what have you but like yeah it's very much like you said we can only we can only make sure we cover the definitions and buzzwords we're all familiar with here in these buildings um and then make sure that eventually the institutions maybe give us some more hints about things to include or what have you or maybe the students and you can just tell there's a gap between uh the people writing this and knowing shit at all about living the life you know exactly yeah and 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 look in fairness yeah this is an initial salvo this hasn't even gone to the either floor of either chamber to actually debate so we're still Mm -hmm. miles away from it and the ncaa you know to to nobody's shocked are are initially not exactly pleased with the the (laughs) the initial plan Uh, it's like wait wait hold up we were just talking about them making money like off their face we're going full unions here what the hell (laughs) you want to know the funny part about that the NCA isn't happy, and this this the name of this act, CARO, is the Spanish word for expensive. So I mean, <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> yep, they're very unhappy that this is muy caro. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I love it. Uh, but yeah, that. So I mean, you have all this stuff coming around the bend, and, and everybody's just trying to like figure out, and it's like shuffling. You know, the right now the chairs around the Titanic. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's you already are seeing seismic movement. Let's start with the college football side of it, because mm-hmm. something and this will be in the roundup, too. But I, I'm going to we got to talk about it on the podcast because this yeah. is just so un- unbelievably brazen because Johnny Mansell, if you will flashback, he wins the Heisman in 2012, becomes a household name. And then we hear all about this. Uh, he signed a lot of autographs for money in 2013. Well, he, he went on a, a podcast from the Stool of Bar, one of their, like, I don't know, they got 50 of them or so now. Uh, yeah. But he went on there and basically admitted, yeah, after I won the Heisman, I took some cash. And he did two separate autograph sessions, one for $3,000, one for $30,000. Mm-hmm. And my initial reaction, I kid you not, is, hold on a second, only thirty three grand for a Heisman Trophy winner? Like, as as hot as he could possibly be, he's only making 33 grand off of this. Like, uh, I, I think we need a little bit of education of how much you're worth at that point, because that's, mm. that's below market value, my friends. Yeah. It, it's, I, you know, I, we, when you, when you first, when we first talked about this before the show, like it, I, my reaction is this has like, someone is scamming Johnny football energy all over it. Like, you know, I'm sure again, young college student, et cetera, not really understanding, Maybe the scale of money that they're that they're they should be entitled to or, or should be working with at that level because they don't really comprehend what the money machine behind the sport is. Maybe yet, but dude, like one session of three grand, okay. Maybe that maybe that session was like ten minutes. Who, who gives a shit? Like okay, but then the next session is ten times that. 
Yeah. And then they stopped. <laughs> and I'm, hmm. Uh, uh, so, uh, there's, because it's not even, it's not even just the amounts. It's also how the money was delivered. You need to, t- we need to touch on, touch on this. Yeah. So I'm going to read an excerpt that is, that is here and Bleacher Report transcribed this. So that's where I'm reading it from. Uh, so this guy's pretty much, all right, go to this room at the Fontainebleau. All this stuff will be in there laid out. When you're done, just send me a picture of all of it. I'll give you the code to the safe. The money will be in there. What <laughs> in the fuck? I mean, not. it's not... It, you just did a, a drug deal with no drugs. <laughs> what the like, fuck? Here's the stuff. Put the stuff and lay that briefcase with the other stuff. And then I'll yeah. give you the code to the stuff and you can walk on out. And You don't get to see anybody. my face. You just get to call me Mr. Money. That's all we're going to need to know about each other. I know you as Johnny. I'm Mr. Don't talk to me. You don't know my family. It's, it's, like, it's absolutely hilarious. And if you're wondering, I mean, look, we, we all know that it's like he's not going to be sorry for it. But the it, it's really funny, his reaction that I, I we at least got to read this because basically mm-hmm. he admitted that, hey, I was ineligible for the entire 2013 season because he, yep. he full out admit, admitted it. But here's what he said. We went nine and four the next year. So if the NCAA wants to take my fucking nine and four season away, my Chick-fil-A bow against Duke fucking blow me. I never took a dollar until after I won the Heisman. And I think my statue of limitations are up so you could blow me again. Boy. <laughs> how do you how do you think one a Johnny football feels about the NCAA overall? <laughs> I mean, look, for real, like for like unreal, like, yes, I, I'm with you, Johnny, like, fuck. Fuck the governing body of this bullshit sport right now. Like for for real, like we're all. I don't think you're gonna find any resistance to that. Right. But also, dude, like the extent of your accomplishments was like, I don't know, like 700 calendar days in a sport when you were in college. Like maybe let's pump the brakes here on this brazen. Like I have earned the right to say whatever. You know, I love my thirty three thousand dollars that I made. You like just re- maybe relax. You, you know, you're not doing a ton of damage. Because it's not exactly like you're a paragon of, you know, the right way to do to go about maybe playing this sport in general. Let's just say I'm just saying like just relax a tiny bit. But I also get what you're saying. Yeah. And so I I, I, I can't wait until the floodgates are going to start opening. We're, we're going to sure. hear now that the that, that's one of the things I am looking for, besides the fact that, you know, we're going to have some fair market value be given to these guys and, and some of the wealth is going to get spread. Is that we're going to start hearing some of this stuff like the the weird hotel go here, open the money in the safe when I text you the code after I see the picture that you gave me the goods. Yeah, I, I mean, can't wait for more stories. Yes, that is going to be perhaps like, oh, man, so many uh, online like services and uh, I guess periodicals are going to have a lot of feeding uh, that they're going to be doing off of these these eventual access stories. If they can if they can be first to some of them. But it's like this is an also like this is a strange, I think, uh, revelation to uh, maybe Johnny Johnny's football's attitude isn't, uh, you know, translatable to everybody who was part of. Of, or is or will be part of this experience but his his demeanor kind of conveys like a sense of i knew or i know now what i would have been worth then and i should have had this energy earlier you know i should have felt you know more entitled to this anyway because why the fuck not now students are not gonna become they are already hyper aware of their value of the money behind it like the the cat's 
are all out of the bag. The island is covered in cats at this point. So it's like <laughs> there, there's no longer the opportunity for the N- for the NCAA to to undermine this 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 phenomenon anymore. Now, when we see you know the story comes out, they're going to say you know this school has a name, image, likeness. That athlete is going to be part doing the thing for their sponsorships, right? Doing the image. And another part of it is going to be this kind of brazen, and not entitlement, but like this, I've earned this status. And now I am going to essentially go at it with reckless abandon and fuck any institutional, you know, figure or otherwise who has anything to say. Because I just think not because of an entitled generational issue or anything. I think it's just because now there has been so much fervent and audible or audit like outward support for it. a lot of information has been dumped and made available like there's not going to be really any anything you can say to like you know the equivalent of like an nba player you know being told something on courtside and then snapping back like they they deserve that right you know and and now these students are going to kind of have the right to do what you say like expose all the bullshit that goes into or was going into what was stopping this from happening yeah, and I'm sure, like you said, it's part of that. It was only thirty three grand, like fucking blow me, yeah, like, fuck it. whatever. <laughs> I was like, that's it's, that's chump change, and we all know it. And that's and one of the things that you know, people that are against this happening in general uh, of these mm-hmm. kids, you know, making money and and convinced it's going to ruin the integrity of the game. Well, once you start opening the door, you're you know, you're going to realize that the money you thought that was being thrown around really isn't going to amount to much. I'm sure you're going to have these like rare instances, but I I've said it before to where I, I really don't see people making the business decision, especially if it's cash under the table of, you know, regularly handing out six figures or something insane like that on a consistent basis to get people in the fold, much less people on the recruiting trail. Like notice none of this happened for Johnny Manziel until he won a Heisman. Like you really want to take that investment risk and and say you know what i'm gonna give let's just say the 33 grand i'm gonna give this five-star receiver let's just say that since that's a familiar you know spot that we were in not too long ago a five-star receiver but you give him 33 grand to come and all of a sudden he transfers in four years because he could never see the field how do you feel about that investment yeah pretty bad I, I really don't think it's going to be wild, wild west as much as everybody thinks. I actually think once you start shining a light on it, you're going to get people. There's there's two things that are going to happen. One, people are going to see it's not that bad. And two, the people that were normally doing this stuff under the table, now that they're above board, are worried about how their reputation is going to look when they're doing yeah. some of this crap. Like, look, your business has nothing to do with anything for helping this kid out, yet you're paying him. Like, okay, that's what you're doing with your money. I don't really know if I want to be in business with you just because not because I'm morally opposed to it, just because you clearly don't care about your money. You're dumb. Yeah, man. That that's I I think we're going to have a lot more of that coming down in the pipe as well. And that that's what I'm most interested in is seeing how these schools will adjust to that because you have really an entire generation. And, you know, I say that now as the millennials, now that I'm getting geriatric or whatever the hell they're calling me now, wow. but the, the whole, I know the whole Gen Z, like mm-hmm. they grew up living and breathing social media, man. They, they, they have an understanding of how to platform 
and, and how to build brands off of themselves, even if it's just like some dumb shit to make people laugh, they understand that better than a lot of people do my age. And I'm not exactly yeah. old here. And I, yeah. I, I do some of this stuff as a hobby, but that's the kind of player that's being recruited right now. So the whole is like, look, yeah, yeah, buddy, you, you want to give me three grand for an autograph session? Look, I could pull that in off of a TikTok video, getting some kind of influencer bullshit. Like, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different game, and I can't wait to see. You know, basically, people get turned on their heads. Of yeah, that whole Bagman stuff is kind of old hat. Now I can make more money than what you were going to pay me under the table. I cannot wait to see that transfer of power. It's going to be yeah. incredible. It's also going to be uh, really, really fun to see. I mean, we already got to start to see, but it's to see like the shift in maybe the word is power dynamics between mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, everyone. I'm talking between recruiters and high school students, between uh, players and coaches, between coaches, even and athletic directors, and so on and so forth. Uh, just, I mean, networks, sponsors, etc. I mean. You know, you can you can boil it down and make a joke where it's going to be like, oh, this coach goes to bench so and so player, and he goes, "Fuck you!" My Instagram gets Colgate money. I don't need this. You, know, like, <laughs> you, you could do you could imagine it that way, but I just think like there's also just that the psychological element that I mean, not that I believe it to be a, uh, across the board in the sport, but the psychological element where it's like, hey, I'm your coach. And I also control your future and all of your potential decisions and all your potential future earnings. If I so decide that you aren't worth it, or if I so decide you shouldn't play anymore, I could ruin your career. Like just that, I don't know, like just like the psychological, like, ho- like being held hostage of that. Um, I think, you know, y- y- people are concerned about it. I don't think the word or the feeling should be concerned because, I mean, look at the NFL. Like, it's not like they just openly stop pl- playing. You know right, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, they, obviously, there's an incentive structure and, and you, that's why you build out contracts and you do all the documentation necessary, you know, t- to account for everything. But it's like just having the notion that, you know, a coach can't really be the end all or be all of a kid's future really anymore can liberate, I think, the, the the overall dynamic of the sport. I think some people are going to just, you know, ho-hum, cross their arms and insist on being uncomfortable with the idea. But eventually, this, the logic is going to play out where it's like, I have to be on board. I have to be on their team about this. I have to be their champion, not just their coach. Like, I need to be the person, you know, kind of going out to the media and be like, if y'all don't sign this guy or y'all don't draft him, you're fucking stupid. Like, I want coaches to be like, on, you know, I want that future because I feel like there's going to be, you know, the, you know, the, the uh, just that, that dynamic of like the positive reinforcement coach maybe becoming more commonplace in the sport. And I mean, that may be optimistic, but that's something I foresee maybe happening yeah you're gonna get two different brands you're gonna i think you're gonna see people like you have the players coach and the real like classic old school hard asses i think now you're gonna like really delineate those two as one is like yeah i'm really gonna try to promote my players and everything and and hope they get the best like the you know the the great players coach and then you're gonna see like the old school hard asses just turn into complete psychopaths about this whole thing like it's, it's going to get real bad like yeah. dj jerkin might start blushing a little bit and actually no i can't mean... ever get that bad but hey, he somehow found a fucking job again. Incredible. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what's going on there, but yeah. all right. But but I mean that that's what it's going to come down. You're already seeing coaches and, and basketball in particular. You've seen 
two seismic, absolutely seismic retirements. And it's been more than hinted that the the reason they said now's probably the time is the NIL stuff coming. And hmm. it's not like they weren't thinking about it before, but you know, you have both Duke and North Carolina having coaching vacancies in back-to-back years is kind of insane to actually consider mm-hmm. that that's happening and, and in such quick su- succession. But it's really one of those things to where I kind of don't blame, you know, uh, Roy Williams or or uh, Coach K for sitting there and going like, you know what? Do I really want to at this point in my age and career completely readjust to how I've been doing things and making my team a success? No, it doesn't sound fun. Let the next guy do it. Like I, I that I get, I get that mindset, and I honestly wonder how many more of these retirements we're going to see coming in the future, or how many firings we're going to see because the coach is so incompatible to making things work in this new future, in this new era. And I hope and pray Nick Saban's one of them. Please tell yeah, me. He hates, he, that like he's was gonna, the, f- <laughs> the first name that came to my mind after Mike Gundy, because Jesus Christ, Mike Gundy. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, first, just to backtrack, I, I, I know Roy Williams, I think, uh, it was more publicly acknowledged and accepted that he, some of his struggle was the upcoming tidal wave of uh, landscape change to the sport. Um, but I, I think Mike Krzyzewski, I mean, for all the shit that it is Duke, um, I think him personally, I, I, he's always been fairly uh, open about them needing uh, mm-hmm. this platform, them that they should have had this. And this is, he's, you know, he spent many years making those this, this comments to the same that he expected or, or expected more from the sport or from the, the governing body, really the NCAA to provide the students with their rights, right? You know, with giving them more, uh, access to things. Maybe not, he never quite said they should be paid, but definitely spoke to the idea of like their likeness and their image and, you know, their jersey numbers, et cetera. Um, you know, representing them and what, what they get in return. But yeah, I think, I think it's twofold. Like, yes, well, I, I'm with you. I'm curious to see, you know, how many other, maybe, maybe not institutions like Coach K and Roy Williams, but like just coaches across the nation, you know, struggle to adapt uh, to this idea in both sports, college basketball and college football. But, but also like, it's really, I, I'm curious to see, how many, I'm really curious to see how many come out and try to rewrite history about where they've been about it. You know, like try to come out and be like, I am now on board, buddy. It's I like, I was double, double. Let's go to the tape, one. chief. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I'm, I, and, and that maybe that's just me looking for some tea and drama. But honestly, like, that's the shit that gets remembered. That's the stuff that like really sticks in when, you know, because there's always going to be bandwagon, you know, like, come on board and I want to act like I'm definitely part of the party. But, like, some of them were not invited because of their history. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- th- I'm curious to see, like, what that shift is like and really whether or not the media is, not the media, it's not like it's their onus, but whether or not the, 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 the narrative is such that uh, we as a society decide to call out this kind of stuff or... Do we side with the, well, you know, the sport, you know, it, it is what it was. And I'm not sure how the narratives come out, because I suspect that generally most people agree that this is long way, infinitely overdue. Anyone, I, I think most people who follow the sports, at least, um, have a strong opinion that this is something that should be, that should have been a while ago. But I just feel like it's also going to be money talking. 
a lot of money talking now. So it's going to be like really who's willing to step over that ledge publicly and who's got people to answer to. You know, I'm kind of just curious about how that plays out. Yeah, and I'm also interested in, you know, while this does empower players, one of the things that comes to my mind is, you know, well, what happens when things go south of the player? And, and the yeah. the immediate thing that comes to mind in my neck of the woods is Jalen Smith with the Dallas Cowboys. He has, you know, he came on his, his first year. He had a solid season. He's been less than solid, if, if I'm looking at things objectively, the past couple seasons. He, he hadn't been that good, and, and there's a lot of reasons I could give for that. With, but instead of breaking down the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is atrocious, <laughs> I can say this, is that one of the biggest things about Jalen that people latch on to is that, you know, he's all worried about his brand, man. He just came in here talking about that clear eye view, talking about this, that, and all that, and that stupid swipe that happens. You know, he's just worried about how he looks and his brand. Oh, now he wants the number nine again? Oh, okay, sure, man, whatever. It's just going to be for one season. (laughs) But you get that kind of crap. And, God, I am am partly – terrified of what's going to happen to the the first college kid that really has like a big breakthrough deal and they're like the face of, of something of, of something and yeah. the the bottom just falls out or they just have a bad season and because college football is so condensed and you don't like Jalen Smith's got a lot of time maybe it's not on the Cowboys where he ends up ramping things back up and becomes a solid contributor again or maybe it is but he can have a long career as long as he stays healthy in yeah. college, you 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 got to pick your spots, and, and that clock's is ticking. and the clock's ticking, and and you got to make the right deals. You got to make the right transfer decision for your playing time. You got to make sure you're not jumping the gun too soon. There's so many things that are going to be in there, and that's where I really, like I said, when you have the coaches that are absolute psychopaths, I can see somebody like a Dabo going into a press conference, throwing, say, DJ Uangalele under the bus after a subpar performance. Like, well, shit, if you want, you know, shooting commercials throughout the week at, you know, whatever used car dealership, you know, maybe, maybe his head would have been screwed on straight and he wouldn't have thrown hmm. three interceptions. Could you could you see Dabo doing that? Because I, I could see could. <laughs> a lot of coaches, but fucking I could see Dabo doing that every week an entire season. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like I'm sure like that being a theme. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of finger pointing about this. I mean, at the end of the day, they're gonna do it's always the oh, you see, you got what you wanted, but then mm, I don't know, you got injured during a shoot, or you were doing a stupid stunt on Instagram, and what happened? You you popped your shoulder out and couldn't throw for the rest of the season, or some shit. Like there's gonna be, there's always gonna be the the nanani boo boo guy at the yeah, end, exactly. and it's gonna be, and it's most likely, I think, gonna be coaches because they're gonna be the ones in position to be like, well, look, you changed my whole responsibility profile, and look what happened. I didn't have enough control, and. This this guy decided that, you know, he was more interested in his followers than, you know, his teammates or whatever. There's, there's somebody who's going to come up with fucking clever aphorisms of no bull, of new bullshit where they don't understand it, but they're going to accuse it of, of being the reason why. I just, I, I, I can't, I can more than see it. I expect it. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's the problem. Like, it's, it's, it's not, and it's not that it's going to be. Uh, an, an unclearable hurdle. It's definitely eventually going to iron itself out. Enough coaches are going to try their their hand at it and just get fucking bombed in response for it. 
that they're going to find that it's like maybe it's not worth the public discourse. Maybe we should always handle these kinds of things internally and blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, man, social media is all about exposure. And I mean, information is thrown out there for the simplest form of clarification. You know, if any tiny little accusation or any misunderstanding I'm comes through. I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, sorry, Siri. If any misunderstanding, <laughs> any misunderstanding comes through whatsoever, they're going to be the first ones to be like, this, the students are going to write a nice big post on their notes app, and they're quickly going to write a whole explanation as to what the coach did, who said what, what, what the schedule was, and then this is what happened and why that played out. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, talking about social media and having Siri pop up there, that was just too perfect. Yeah, she, too perfect. my watch sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. They're All listening. right, well, we've given the big picture. And now, now we got to talk about how we like Notre Dame to approach this, and we will do that mm. next. But first, we got to talk about something. There's a, there's a big thing happening this Saturday, Shane. What is happening this Saturday? Big noon Saturday. Is new. that right? Not new. New Saturday. New and the new, the new. this Saturday. It's going to be Home Field Apparel over at HomeFieldApparel.com. They have got the Notre Dame collection. They're coming out of the gate in the new, coming out of the gate rather with a new season of awesome Notre Dame designs. Shane, I think a care package finally arrived. It got rerouted a couple different directions. Yeah, yeah, I, it was delayed, but man, was the delay worth it? Because y'all might have heard, might recall a design <laughs> I spoke about. Light and briefly, which Ryan lost his shit about, and I was worried. I was no, 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 no. But you may recall this design. I talked about last week. Well, so lo and behold, shirts, two shirts appear in my mailbox. And when I crack them, that is the first one that comes out of the package. And I just pulled it up and I just said, I cannot. I feel like they were listening. Like, I feel like they heard us. They, they heard it. They stopped the package. They said, wait a second. That yeah. design needs to be in there. That's is what it, I believe may have happened. I mean, I can't. I have. Hoped it would I have be. no confirmation of that. Is it everything I hoped for? I mean, I pulled it out of the shirt, out of the package, and my wife ran over and said, that looks comfortable. And then she just touched it and said, oh, my God, it's the softest shirt I've ever seen. And I said, yeah, I mean, it's the good brand. You're going to learn a lot about this brand over the next year. It is. Because, so, boy, is it amazing. It is. And they're, they're launching, so it is at noon this Saturday. And, look, your wallet's going to be hurting. We understand mm -hmm. it. But if you're if you're like me and you're going to be a first time order, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been holding off on all these wonderful designs because they, they take all the like old school, classic, very thoughtful logos. And with Notre Dame, I, without spoiling too much, man, they, they dove into some some historical stuff outside of football. Some some, some, uh, some deep cuts. They got some real deep cuts. They got some deep cuts in there. So all that, when it goes on sale, we can get you 15% off. You could do that by using the promo code LOYALSONS. Again, that is LOYALSONS, where you check out at homefieldapparel.com. I love it. That sweatshirt is is incredible that I have. It, it's like I'm looking for excuses to wear it now. But really, you would know it's been killing me more than anything, Shane. Mm. The, the shirt I have, I want to go out and wear it. But I feel like yes. if I go out and wear it, I will be assassinated by the good brand for spoiling the party. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you don't think so, but a part of me genuinely believes if I walked anywhere, if I went to the grocery store, someone would be like, that's a home field shirt. 
exactly. <laughs> someone would know. So I just, yeah, I'm waiting, but I cannot wait. Yeah, it's, it's going to be on Saturday morning. I'm going to be walking around in it, around the house. And then afternoon, boy, it's game time. So again, homefieldapparel.com, promo code LOYALSONS for 15% off. Get with the good brand and tell mm. them HLS sent you, y'all. Hell yeah. Okay. Now that that bit of business is done, let's talk about the other bit of business we have. That's where does Notre Dame fit into this whole thing? Because yeah. it, the good news that, that we at least have is that the most vocal proponent of name, image, and likeness that sits under the dome right now has been none other than Jack Schwarber. Yep. So the good news, if you're a Notre Dame fan, is that you have somebody that at least very publicly has been vocal about, yes, this is a good thing. I want this to happen. This should happen. On the other side of the coin, he has also said, if we get into a strict pay-for-play model, we're probably going to have to reevaluate our business with college athletics. So this seems... To, to, to line up with what Jack Schwarbrick has wanted because you're not directly paying players, although the Caro Act that we just talked about, uh, if that comes into play and athletes are considered university-paid employees that have the right to organize, mm-hmm. oh, buddy, are we going to have a, uh, a weird time being yeah. Notre Dame fans and where this is going to go? So, yeah. Ugh, I... I I have no idea where Notre Dame will end up landing or where the federal legislation is coming. But one thing that Notre Dame, at least to me, ever since I've walked in there as a student, it seems like everything that they've classically done is kind of be careful about putting their foot out first with fear of it being snapped up quickly because everybody's going to jump on them for making the first move, the first mistake because they're Notre Dame. So they're very cautious. They try to play things out. And, and Jack Schwarbrick in particular, ever since he's come here, everything that Notre Dame does is like extremely calculated. Even like this, like take a surprise announcement of Muffet McGraw retiring. That was a surprise to everybody else, but the people it was important to. They had, you know, interviews. They had all this stuff lined out. They had the website ready to go. So there's all these thoughtful moves behind there. So we haven't seen anything yet. But part of me, Shane, does fear that you can't wait too long on this. You got to step out there in some way, shape, or form. And I'm actually surprised that based on Schwarbrick's comments in the past, Notre Dame hasn't been one of those schools that's already been out in the media saying, hey, we got a program for when this goes down. Yeah, I think uh, just considering all the, all the things you mentioned about their general approach and really just, uh, I think, us, as fans, the understanding of just how the institution operates, right, uh, in general, uh, I think it would be safe to at least expect uh, that behind other closed doors, there's already uh, a lot in motion or at least a lot being uh, planned and structured. And I don't think it'd be a stretch to say even that recent billboard uh, plan for recruiting isn't related. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I would agree. That that very much seemed like a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, we got you covered. I think, yeah, I think it would be, I mean, again, we're not tea leaf reading here. Like, I think we're just understanding Notre Dame as an institution historically and, and publicly, how they act, 
Like, I think it would be safe to say, like, they use that as a, like a, I wonder how the fan base is going to feel about all our players' images in different states. And, you know, the, the fact that that's going to generate, you know, a, a lot of notoriety and their names are going to be remembered and they're going to be looked at in the NFL and maybe in this upcoming season they'll be watched, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I wonder how they'll just feel about us using their faces as the brand and not our logos or, you know, our equipment or our stupid helmet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the institution was saying to everyone, like, yeah, we're, we're very closely listening. And honestly, we're probably waiting for Northwestern to try first. It's, it's probably what they're saying. <laughs> it's probably what they're saying, to be honest. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's, I do, I do think you're right. They can't wait terribly long but i think this is their modus operandi they're not gonna make it known publicly that they're already well along the well down the tracks and on the train and that shit's chugging along you know what i'm saying i'm sure it may be known to um even upcoming uh, recruits and athletes uh during recruiting visits they probably have some shit to show them like on tap they probably, you know, have some people that already are given these job titles that are just not publicly announced as such job titles. Or there's already software interfaces and portals, you know, within their their systems where this stuff is already being bounced around. And probably all policy. under the guise of like recruiting analysts. Right. And, and I stuff guarantee like you they're not just dragging their feet, but they also don't. I don't think they have to wait that long because like in terms of private institutions, I mean, we got Miami. We got USC. Like, there are these big fat hitters in these super heavy markets that can't stay quiet for very long and are going to have to provide some kind of outward facing, not guideline, but, you know, a stencil that they can follow that, you know, is going to essentially make it the job easier on them. And, um, and I think that that's, I think Notre Dame's fine with that, honestly. I think if nobody, is coming to them and saying you are out of the you are out of the race. You're 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 being left in the dirt. You know your your whole shit's on fire. Look at what you know. I don't know. Kansas did, and so all of a sudden they're out recruiting. Unless that happens, I don't think they're gonna feel pressured beyond the fact that eventually their recruiting level, uh, hello Michigan, is gonna come a calling with some shit they can't not answer. Exactly. You know? And that's part of the, the if you really want to take a lot of steps back and, and, you know, Notre Dame, they're in a resurgence right now. We talked about this a lot in the last show. The expectations have changed. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to then backslide because you were convinced, oh, hey, we got to figure it figured out. Now we're on the right path. No, the game changed very rapidly when Lou left and you, you trudged along with Davey for a while. And then you're really, I mean, in all honesty, Notre Dame was just, you know, rudderless ship, just trying to figure out which way they were going. Mm-hmm. Now, now you have a little bit of a different scenario. You're, you're kind of like trying to catch back up again, right on that glass ceiling. You see a few cracks. Now you need to kind of figure out how to punch through. What you can't do is just say, oh, this is real nice. This is real comfortable. And, and then repeat the mistakes of the past to where you get very, very comfortable about, no, we're doing things the right way. This is how it should be done. And all of a sudden, everybody else had a training table and you didn't. You didn't allow early admis- admits. You didn't allow even graduate transfers. That's mm-hmm. a new thing. There's, there were all these things that Notre Dame football refused to do as an entire institution. So while I agree with you, I don't think that's happening right now. It is slightly concerning that there isn't at least something like Jack Schwarbrick hasn't had a sit down talk 
you know, mm-hmm. with just some interview, like calling calling up maybe Eric Hansen or Tyler James of the South Bend Tri- Tribune. It's like, hey, how about we have a chat about name image likeness? Think think, think yeah. this would be a good time for it. We just you go to somebody and say, I'm, I'm we're just going to sit down and have an interview, or, or you even do something. You know, it's it, it's fully controlled within Fighting Irish Digital Media. You do it through that avenue as well. Just just something, something out there, because there's a lot of wheels in motion. I get that you don't want to get, you know, a limb chopped off by one of these gears in motion because all of a sudden one flies off in a different direction. But you got to do something. And for me, with Notre Dame, I think, has has done a great job of marketing that it's not a four year, it's a 40 year decision. Hmm. You're going to have to package that in this name, image and likeness. And and I think about that. And the, and the other reason I did that Johnny Manziel $33,000 example is I want them to sit in a recruits room is like, Hey, if anybody's telling you, you can be another Johnny Manziel. They're dumb. You shouldn't be listening to that because we will show you by coming in this program, what your worth actually is that you can hit $33,000 under the dome without Winning a Heisman Hitting trophy Heisman. without yeah. doing dealing with scumbag, you know, memorabilia dealers who I guarantee you turn that around for such a huge that profit flip. margin. Yeah, it, it was it, it's criminal at the end of the day. That's what I want Notre Dame to do and promote is, and that's what some schools are leaning into. It's like we're we're going to educate you about this stuff. That's what I want Notre Dame to start pounding on and stuff like yeah. this. Like, look, you're interested in doing, you know, this other stuff off the field, or maybe it's within a career in sports. Hey, guess what? We got this contract with NBC that we can, uh, you know, line up some internships there. We have our own digital Brother, media wing. partnership with Mendoza himself. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit exactly. just like it's, it's on the it's it's there for you. The infrastructure already exists. It's just about how. They market it and how they leverage their resources into something, like you said, that should be perhaps already more public facing, should at least have a name or should at least have, um, you know, just like you said, a conversation, a video, a series of videos, whatever. It could just be the YouTube channel. Like they could just do a limited series or, you know, NBC could do like a, you know, like a one, a one shot, 30 minute show, whatever the fuck. Like it, I mean, you don't have to even try that hard. Do you understand? Like at, at this point. If you're Notre Dame's digital media team, this should be something that, you know, you already have your clutches on. FIDM needs to, should already be deep in, in pushing like, hey, we need to put something out. We can put out a video series, Jack Swarbrick. I mean, I'd be shocked if Pete Sampson was already, wasn't already working on getting that interview set up. You understand? Like that, that's, exactly. that's something I would expect. And, 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 and you're right. They should be at least at that step. But again, like I just, there's something about it makes me feel like they just wouldn't, it's just not their style, maybe. That's just the kind of thing that would just, like you like Muffin McGraw's news, would just drop. Boom. Today, we're announcing this shit. You know, we don't care that they did it a week ago. We weren't we, we weren't ready until June 15th. So here we are. It's June 15th. Bam. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, that, that's I, what I expect. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the, the interesting part about the whole thing is seeing when they do, you know, when they decide. Maybe it's a, you know, a very calculated thing that they end up doing as far as, hey, we're going to line it up on this day. It's like a very planned release, like a lead into fall camp, you know, yeah. trying to trying to hit a wave of hype or something, which well, one thing uh, about especially when this this you have this many pieces moving around and you have so many unknowns. 
it's what I hope they don't do is wait for the perfect moment because the perfect moment does not exist in a situation like this. There are instead a whole lot of missed opportunities and a lot yeah. of missed moments. Those are, are more, uh, th- those are more tangible. Those are, are, are stuff you can see. So maybe this stuff isn't going to cost Notre Dame this recruiting class or this season, or, or maybe at all in the grand scheme of things, but you do hope that at some point they're really going to start leveraging the hell out of this, you know, and, and every, every step that Notre Dame's taken to kind of modernize the program, it feels like they've, they figured things out like uh, an instance of where they screwed up uh, actually having a, a stadium PA that played music. And yeah. they, they crazy trained it to death. They learned crazy <sighs> train is now this hilarious meme that the student body looks forward to because yeah. of said moment. They revamped the stadium. It looks great. The Jumbotron is exactly Incredible. what it should be. And you, you see all these different steps that they're taking. It's like, okay, you got a good track record now. Now, now hit the, the please hit the really big one out of the park. Don't, don't let this one pass you by that. That's what I want to see him do. I'm always, I always come from, as as an alumnus and as a fan of wanting to see the place that you know my my, my family's and my own hard-earned money goes into is hey i would like to see them take the lead on this they love saying that they graduate you know leaders and you know they're fighting for all this change that you see in halftime well i hope the first fighting for that we have in the home opener is a, a whole entire thing about fighting for you know fair compensation for college athletes yeah that's that's the kind of stuff that would I be see. so just, awesome just yeah. come, come out swinging you know yeah and and look maybe you know the interview that we're talking about this hypothetical interview it could be jack schwarbrick mm-hmm. and saying you know what we want to go public with something we have all these different plans but you know what the problem is our hands are tied if we do anything the ncaa comes down on us and look what yeah. happened when we played ball with them and said hey guess what we found a couple students cheating look what they did to that season yeah i did do we really want to you know give the ncaa a reason no like Put, start firing bullets back out there. Put it on the NCAA. Yeah. Put it on legislators. Hell, take a shot at your own freaking governor if you have to at this point. Just saying, look, in the state of Indiana, we can't do anything like we could say if we were in Florida or Alabama or Georgia. Just just start name dropping all of it. Yep. Start, start yep. kicking the ball back in there. Do not wait. You got a lot of pull. Just just use it. And, and you know, I get that they're trying to play nice right now, but this ain't the time to play nice because playing nice is what got you into the absolute holes and muck in the ground that were the unspeakable era of Notre Dame football that we never want to return to again. Yeah. So you, yeah. you can't do that twice whatsoever. That's, that's, that's my only concern with that. So I, you know, be a leader, put the pressure on them. Don't act like you're look, we had no, we had no problem going out and leading the charge that, Hey, we're going to bring all our students back in a pandemic. Yeehaw. Let's Fuck fucking me. go. Yeah, I mean, uh, and th- like it goes back. I mean, it goes back to the early pandemic. Like we're gonna be, we're just gonna reinstitute. All of our students have to come back. We're just gonna be, we're just gonna operate at normal. Like th- they were also one of the first now to say that this year they're gonna be operating at full capacity. They, they, they're not scared to do. You know, at least the small things to kind of lead a charge, as it were. You know, they're not. It's not like they should be. They never really have been. There's never really has been much reason to. The, the only things that they've ever had reason to regret or at least have blow up in their face is any of their dealings 
with the governing body of their stupid fucking sport. Like the only time that they've ever felt like, what the hell? Like I just, I, I just reported a crime and then I was arrested the next day for, you know, <laughs> what, what the fuck just happened? Like under suspicion of, of the committing the crime I just reported. You understand? Like, like that, that's the kind of shit where they can, they absolutely have, they don't, they don't have to go heavy handed and it doesn't have to be from jump, but they have now the kind of the upper hand to say like, if this shit goes down, since we're fully on board, like, let's talk about the fact that, you know, this should have been sooner. And we, we've been supporting this since this so-and-so date when our 2012 fucking season was vacated. Remember that shit? We've, we've been supporting the same principles that if, if they had enough resources, we wouldn't have been put in a situation where we had academic issues, et cetera. Et cetera. They, could, they could easily slippery slope this shit into, a, you know, a beautiful representation of what they've you know, what they stand for and what they believe in and what they want to support. Like, it's not hard to spin. But the issue is like, it's just not, it's not their style. It's not what they, it's not what they want to be associated with, etc. You want to say doing it the Notre Dame way, the right way, whatever that shit. I'm sorry, but that shit is like a bygone era of an archaic past that no longer really applies to the modern landscape. There's nearly, you don't get uh, prestige by saying ah we're special though you right. get you get ridicule you get like man shut the fuck up you're you're, you're not special like you're just a bunch of whatever's in the so and so location you just get a bunch of geographical references and you know you just get dunked on on Twitter like it's not that's not the way to go about building a connection building an alliance I mean it worked to build the national brand in an era where there was a, a, a I guess a a demand for that kind of thing, uh, an entryway into a very compelling sport that spoke to a large population of subjugated Americans at the time. That, that shit was great at the time. But now we're at a point now where, where the school needs to stand up to be like just a leader and, and, and implied and believed in a representative of change in the sport. They need to understand that like their image is reaching very far. It's a, it's an incredibly strong and popular and easily identifiable entity, a source of, you know, it just brings memories and associations effortlessly just by name dropping or just by looking at the helmet. All those things play into how they can now be like, without us, a huge part of the way this sport works just falls off the side. Like the idea of independence, the idea of you know playing the, the opponents that you want, the, the idea of having like the flexibility to hey be courted into a conference, you know decide if you want to actually do that, have exclusive TV deals, that kind of shit without us falls to Texas and look how the fuck they're doing. You understand? Like that's not going to work. So I, I think they have an opportunity to take charge and say something, say something to the effect, like you say, of like you know we're. We're here, you know, we're, we're part of this, you know, we, we, we believe that we can become the standard of, you know, this new change. It's just a matter of whether or not they're willing to play hard enough ball. Yeah. And, and you know what, even I mentioned Jalen Smith, get, get, get some of your former players uh, around on that. Get some of your former players to be able to do something like uh, imagine if you, you got somebody uh, like a Jalen Smith to, to be able to say, it's like, look, Notre Dame, like gave all these opportunities really taught me, you know, 
how to be financially sound, financially safe. And, you know, my injury wasn't the end of the world. I still felt like I was going to do stuff. And you know what? I could have done so much more, you know, in this era of, you know, the NIL being open and available to me. You know, yeah. that would be great. You know, th those little things, you know, to, to pump in there. And we know Brian Kelly has no problem ruffling feathers. Let yeah. it, you know, just tell him in that first press conference, like, if somebody tees up the question, just knock it the hell out of the park. Mm -hmm. And just go ahead and take the biggest hack in the world. If there's any, it's like if somebody wants to then, you know, call call Jack Schwarbrick the next day to get his comments. We're ready for it. But go yeah. ahead and do it. Like I, I want it. That's what I want to see. You know, just go in attack mode for the love of God. Just kind like of, just yeah. like I want to see you on the football field. Go into attack mode because if you play a lot to lose, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. So right. You, you, you got to play to win a little bit. Well, yeah, that was a that was a heck of a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll see what we have on tap for, for next week as well, but, uh, re really good to get this. It's going to be a fun era of college football. Whenever we actually get this to, to figure out how it's going to pan out, how it's going to start out, what this actually looks like when hypotheticals become tangibles, it's going to be something really cool. And, and like you said, Shane, there's, there's going to be a lot of drama involved as mm -hmm. well. We can't wait for that. Yeah. Show. Really, really here for it. Looking forward to it. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, a reminder, subscribe to that podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure to come join us and keep the conversation going in Discord over at HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. Join us over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash HerLittleSons. And of course, you can always find us at our home at HerLittleSons.com. Until next time, y'all, go Irish. Have a good one.